to the overflow damn that's horrible you know what that was like saying the overflow because i really want to say overtime but you know like bill maher does says overtime and other people said overtime it's kind of like when dc or marvel comes out with a concept first but then the other one comes out with the same concept or with a cornier name the name that makes them know oh i wish i would have thought of that first <laughs> like instead of you know them being dc being able to use you know deadpool now it's like um you know scrappy dead or whatever the guy's name is but it's they wish they could be deadpool disturbingly similar to rap names in that <laughs> you're going to run out of them to the point where it's going to be Little Baby Part 3. Right? <laughs> right. Like fucking... Little this, <laughs> little that. Big this, big that. <laughs> slick this, slick that. Yeah, it's like you, it's, you can only... There's only so many animals. It's like know? folding paper. It can only be folded but so many times. Yeah, you got your Spider-Man, you got your Batman, you got your Woolly Mammoth Man, you got your Snuffleupagus <laughs> Man. It's like it's going to run out eventually. What was Snuffleupagus? I think he was... Big Bird ate some bad eggs and just started tripping out. I think Snuffleupagus... And I'm, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be Big Bird's like imaginary friend. Like nobody else could right, see him, his Right, his conscious... His conscience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine your conscience look like that. Snuffleupagus, man. That's the Snuffleupagus in your head. I, I'm sure your Snuffleupagus looks really fucked up. Like, yeah, I know your Snuffleupagus is fucked up. If I was ever going to be a furry, I'd be, I'd be the Snuffleupagus furry, and I'd be on top of the furry pile. <laughs> man, not a Snuffleupagus furry. If Bruh. nobody's done that, please, if, if any of you out there, and not casting any judgment, I'm all for it, but if you really want to stand out at your next furry pile, that's what it's called, by the way. Furry pile, gotcha. Um, I would go Snuffleupagus. Okay, now that we know what else you spoke about in your sessions with your psychiatrist. <laughs> so, getting back, because I want to rewind a little bit and um, just go back to where we were before we got so rudely interrupted we got cut off and right in the middle but i said you know what mr john let's go into overtime so um i want to kind of go back to what we were talking about because what i think is happening here and this is what i said during our little break um i feel like there is a, a, a we're in a moment in time where Two men sitting around, drinking a beer, talking about, I don't want other men rolling around on the floor in lingerie in front of my baby is wrong. Like, to say that somehow in the society that we live in today, that makes me a hate monger? If I could go back... How far back in the future would you have to go to make yourself go, wait a minute, that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. What are you talking about? It, it, I don't have kids. I probably never will. Um, my friends who have kids, my brothers who have kids, 
I think they're interesting and I think they're cute and I wish them all the best in the world, but ultimately did not my problem. So when it comes to <laughs> grooming them and sexualizing them, and I'm very libertarian when it comes to this. Go crazy. Sell your 12-year-old <laughs> daughter off to, to your 36-year-old cousin. You know, make a few bucks. It's perfectly American. I don't care. What does bother me is the pure disingenuousness of it. Is not only are you doing something wrong, but now I have to congratulate you for it. <laughs> That's where my problem is. It's like, you know, you want to fuck your kids up? Go ahead, fuck your kids up. See how far you can go. I don't give a shit. But now I have to clap while you're doing it? So what do you mean expand on that? Is the, the, the balls, the, the, the sheer hubris of, of not even like taking the time to do this in private. Right, like everybody, hand in your cell phones. We're gonna we're we're gonna do our you know, fifth grader you know story time drag hour, and that's our thing. You know, we're but the, the fact that it's just like no, that this is we're proud of it. Um, that that is disingenuous because you're not gonna be able to sell me on the idea that this is anything other than demonic. And when I say demonic, I'm saying that. I think I'm going with uh, Brett Weinstein here. It's one thing to be amoral in the sense that you're being clinical. Mm -hmm. And science has to be amoral. But demonic means it's the opposite of the Hippocratic Oath. Whereas the Hippocratic Oath says do no harm. Demonic means intending to do harm. Now... If I see you bringing your two-year-old to a hypersexualized drag show, or any drag show for that matter, um, I'll call you demonic without believing in demons because you're intending to do harm and you're disingenuously saying that you're setting these children free. Um, that That's mm. the type of thing that a psychopath would say. Interesting. So there is, once again, there's no meeting in the middle here when you're coming from Neptune. So to push back, right, because I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, by the way, I feel like this, you know, uh, word of the night is hypersexualization. Everybody drink. The hypersexualization of our children, I, I feel like it's bizarre. And I feel like we're in a bizarro world because we can't speak about it. We can't say anything about it. And so I'm not a fan of, um, I'm, I've never been a fan of using phrases like demonic because it has, I'm an atheist and it has certain connotations. And so even saying it colloquially, people tend to reference it back to the biblical form and it, t it forms an image in people's minds. And I tend to leave it alone sure. as a word, but I'm not mad at it. You understand? I'm not mad at that as a word as it relates to the hypersexualization yeah. of our children. Because not only isn't it hyperbolic, it's it's accurate. It, it, there's there's no upside to this. Remember when we were talking about the N word, and I talked about the, the, this black girlfriend that I had, and used to argue argue with her about it all the time, and she would point out all the reasons why it wasn't a bad thing. And I woke up one day and I was just like, okay, tell me why it's a good thing. Don't don't justify the negatives. Mm. 
tell me why black people are better off having this poison pill in their lap all the time. What's the upside to this? So it's like it's with these groomers, it's one thing to accentuate the negative and say we're not doing that much harm. Or, or we're not doing any harm. Okay, so now you answered your, our, your question. Answer this one. What's the upside here? How are they going to be better off? So I'll, I'm going to give you, like I said, I don't need to keep reiterating the fact that I am. we are speaking the same language. We're on the same team sure. here when it comes to this. But I'm going to play devil's advocate and give you a little bit of pushback here because I feel like the what they would say on the other side of that argument is, um, this is inclusive. This is opening children up to being able to understand different people in different walks of life and different cultures. And this is going to make them more receptive to these things as they get older and, and give them tolerance. And so that they don't grow up in the same way that people were bigoted in other ways historically. I mean, you're literally describing grooming. That is what you're describing. <laughs> You, 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 the, the, the inclusivity of pedophiliac um, activities, literally, like, it's so postmodern. It's so morally relative. It's like, who am I to say what's right? They were born that way. It's not their choice that they just like to bang so, 11 so, so, accor so according to John Schwartz, children can't be born. Um, or all let's Let me rephrase that. So... What if someone said the statement, all children are born non-binary? Does that statement make sense to you? Does that have any sense? Is it any base in reality as it relates to children biologically, psychologically, so socially? Like, does that have any relevance? It's as relevant as saying uh, all children are born asexual in the sense that they haven't reached the point where hormones have run rampant in their body and they're having pseudo-sexual responses to, to um, sociological exposure, okay? So, you know, when, when a seven or eight-year-old boy starts hating girls, we all know what that means. It means he's starting to like girls. He doesn't know it, but everybody else does. Right. Right? So that's not, if you consider that sexualization, I mean, you can you could go so, and I hate I hate the, the the mutilation of the language on this, but you can say that that example would be more of a a gender conforming um, exposure where it's like you're learning your gender roles and so on and so forth, and you're learning that they're just a little bit different, and and I you react just slightly different to them, and you can't quite understand why, um, but that's a whole different thing from the sexualization aspect of it which is that you're making these decisions because you want to fuck. Because just like I'm a perverted 35-year-old uh, college professor who wants to fuck 11-year-olds, you're an 11-year-old that wants to fuck me. That's what this is all about, <laughs> the, the, this inclusivity that you speak of. Mm. It's, it's all, that's equity. It's all putting it on the same level. There are people um, who would give you Godzilla breath level pushback against that. What do you say to people who are on the opposite side of that who say that, you know, that type of thinking is, you know, it's antiquated, it's not inclusive, and it's it, it doesn't have a place in this society anymore? Because that is 
that is what the pushback is. I would ask that person, what's the line? What's the line of behavior that they would draw in the sand? I would dare them to tell me what what it would take for them to cross the to cross the lines to my side and say, yo, you can't do that shit anymore. How far does it have to go before you you, you wipe you yourself have wiped your hands? Do you think that that line are we approaching it? Or do you see that the goalposts have been moved? Oh, the goalposts have definitely been moved, but this is not this is not a one hundred yard field. This is a field into infinity. So the goalpost is just it's on a slide. Yes, yeah, yeah. it can go anytime. I mean, the, you, I've been asked before, and I probably mentioned on this podcast as well, like what I think the end game here is. So my my sophomoric basic end game to this behavior is so that you can have an eleven year old um, identify as an eighteen year old, so that they can have sex with a thirty two year old. So uh, yeah, we did but, we did kind of cross that boundary before. Yeah. And I, I think that ultimately I, I said something along the lines of they would say that you're, you're um, taking it too far. You're taking this to a point where it's, it's um, you're hyping it up. That's, to, that's to, you're making a caricature of a situation. That, you, that, you, know, you know what I mean? They yeah, would, yeah, but that's, that's gaslighting. Because first off, on multiple billions of people operate under those auspices on this on this planet already that a 12 year old can consent the entire Muslim population not the entire one but but a good portion of them operate under those auspices already to so so for somebody to say to me you're talking about a fantasy land that's categorically incorrect do you think that that's what that's where we're heading you, you do you think that is possible uh yeah yeah, I, I think that that's exactly the point of this. But but also understand that it's very easy to just sexualize these issues. Like, this, that's one aspect of it. But if you take this moral relativism to, to another topic, and I, I can't believe we're even going even farther with this, but right now, um, voluntarily, voluntary euthanasia is the sixth leading cause of death in Canada. Right? At the rate that their statistics are going year to year, I think it was up to 20,000 people died this year of voluntary euthanasia in Canada. Wow. Didn't and, know that. and that's up from 13,000 last year and 7,000 the year before. So they're getting close to doubling every year. Okay. This has nothing to do with banging little kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it is the moral relativism of saying, all right, well, somebody has second stage cancer. Can they kill themselves? Sure. That's the right thing to do. I'm with that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, let's so, say, so am I, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. And okay, let's say they have uh, incurable scabies, right? Like, it's not going to kill them, but they're going to be uncomfortable the whole time. You, you should um, be able to. to all right, go. all right, fine. Um, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not passing my own personal judgment on this, but we're talking about the slippery slope. Then the next step is okay. So an adult with scabies or an adult with cancer can say, I'm going to do this. Can can a minor do this without the consent of their parents? Well, that's a whole other legal question. But then we get to the really fun stuff where somebody with a mental disorder decides that they just don't want to deal with it anymore. All right, they're so depressed mm-hmm. that they just want to die. 
um, okay, well, that's another argument. But then we get to the really special argument, which where uh, a 12-year-old with mental illness can petition the government for euthanasia, and their parents will be arrested if they stand in their way. So, again, the slippery slope is it's a fallacy depending on which, which end you're looking at it on. Um, I don't, I don't wish a lifetime of suffering on anybody, regardless of whether or not it's a physical or a mental disorder. But to just absolve ourselves of responsibility by saying, hey, who am I to say? That's, that's incredibly reductive. Hmm. And, 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 and ultimately dismissive of, of, of any sort of debate. We, we don't have debate to jerk ourselves off. This isn't a pool game. This is to move the conversation forward, hmm. to, to evolve in our thinking. Okay, that was that was definitely um, a good point, a good multiple points. Like I couldn't have said it better myself, so I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, by the way, I, I I didn't realize how far off the rail. Nah, man, nah, that's what it's all about, you know, being able to you know go in um, in a way that uh, you going in on the subject in a way that I cannot. And so I, I respect that. So anytime, you know, I, I see you unfolding like that, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let it happen because, I, you know, I think that it makes ultimately for good conversation. Um, so let me ask you. So just pivoting off of that, I know it's a and some people will say, like, you know, e even mentioning the term slippery slope, some people will say, well, why are you making a parallel between the trans issue and other issues like um, trans women, for instance, where we're seeing, and I'm, I'm bringing them up because they both fall under the umbrella of LGBTQ, but within this umbrella now, you have things that are equally as um, just obvious in terms of how ridiculous they are. It, so it, now we have cases where a male who is about to be sentenced to prison can turn around and say on the spot that he is changing gender and be sent to a women's prison. This is how ridiculous our society has become. And this is where somebody needs to draw the line. But two guys sitting here having this conversation in their 50s, society is now looking at us like, oh, y'all are dinosaurs. Y'all don't know that you could switch your gender right before they're about to, you know, um, sentence you to men's prison and you can say you're a woman. And so um, I don't think, talk about being reductive. Like, dude... There is no, the end game there is just men wanting to go to prison to get pussy. <laughs> Let's bottom line that. Because if, if, imagine, your fucking guidance counselor is like, this is what you'd be really good at. <laughs> like, do you want some advice? <laughs> You're incredibly aggressive, but you have very soft eyebrows. You sure got a purdy mouth. Holy like, shit. man, you could if you could just bypass and be like, so wait a minute, let me get this straight. I could just go straight to Pussy Island <laughs> like, for forever. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, man. Like it, it, it's but it's it's so it's so strange. So so it would be. You know, imagine how crazy this would be if 
all of a sudden society opened up its arms to the concept of trans and, and non-binary and it was like hey you know Hollywood's cool with it the army's cool with it everybody seems to be cool with it there's some Ben Shapiro assholes that got a bug up their ass about it but guess what they're in the fringe minority and we can just call them racist regardless of what they have to say <laughs> anyway so it, it wouldn't it be crazy if they just blossomed where it was just like wow you know Look at look. As soon as they were out the gate, it was like there's no stopping them. Right. Like when, because you you and I were alive to to watch the debates over gay marriage, and and prior to that, the the absolute catastrophe of vilification that occurred during the AIDS epidemic. The the second that gay marriage was allowed, it didn't change the daily life of gay people. They kept on going about their business, but now they could enter like legally binding, you know, tax-related unions, mm -hmm. and was, that that was a a legitimate step forward. Absolutely, there's I, anybody that argues the point is is kind of missing the point, but we're not seeing that with the trans movement. We're seeing the exact we're we're mm -hmm. we're, we're witnessing these people are not doing so hot. And the, the 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 suicide rates and the outcomes and the sh insane. It would be one thing if you saw the occasional detransitioner, but they're popping up all over the place, and the timing is perfect for it, because the shit only got allowed like within the last eight years. Mm -hmm. And that's between America and and the UK. Right. So now what you're starting to see is people that were people that went for the double mastectomies. They went for the, 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 the bottom surgeries. They went for the, the hormone replacement series. Um, and now we're starting to see their reactions to it, the long term. And it ain't promising. That's not to say that there aren't plenty of them out there that are thrilled to death with the choices that they made. But that's, that, that's not a counter-argument. If only 5% of them severely regret what they did, that's something that needs to be looked at because 5% of a, of a population of millions is something very serious and, and these procedures that they go through there's no take backs on it so it's not just it's not a false equivalency when, um, when, when I say no this is, this is different than normalizing homosexuality in fact this is entirely different mm -hmm. it's like saying that normalizing the internet is the same as normalizing radio <laughs> it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you in in the sense that gay marriage is not this. Gay marriage was a leap and it did a, a lot of things for um the gay community. And But it was it was also perfectly logical. It it, it was perfectly logical. It made sense for us as a society. There was a benefit to this. Um to me, if I, whether I agree with people being able to medically or chemically transition, whether I agree with it or not, I, my attitude has always been, if you're an adult, I could care less, period. Um, as long as I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, huh? So I'm not, I am 100% against any type of governmental aid that goes towards somebody being able to just fucking go and get them some titties. 
if it's not if it's not so and, and make no mistake i'm not talking about a biological woman who suffers um breast cancer or, or you know at someone who needs to get reconstructive surgery i'm not talking about that i'm talking about a male who wants to be a, who says i am a female and wants to go get some decup titties and we now we're at the point where you got people who are like, I'm not even going for the actual titties. I'm going for the prosthetic giant fucking anime titties. Again, it's if you're an adult, you want to pay for it, that's fine. Um, but you know, if if you got and we were talking about the the destruction of the English language, gender affirming care. Okay, when you hear that term, gender affirming care. It's very nice. Sounds like Black Lives Matter, right? Like, how could you argue against it? Um, gender affirming care means uh, hormone uh, hormone therapy. It means double mastectomies, and it means bottom surgery that is so insanely barbaric you would not freaking believe it. And it's happening right now. And again, consenting adults and whatever, go ahead, chop yourself to bits. But two things I got a problem with: pushing this on kids. Because you're Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and you sold your cell to whatever freaking Satan exists right now. Or you're the United States Armed Forces that thinks that my tax dollars should be covering this shit for Marine Bob that had a little bit too much fun in the showers with Marine Steve and Marine Bruce and uh, now decides that he wants to get a little, have a little downtime right in the hospital no i'm not for that and anybody that is yo i'm not going to meet you in the debate hall I'll meet you on the battlefield with a freaking samurai sword i am not compromising with you on this yeah i i i my my biggest line in the sand just to get off of this topic is uh i draw the line at children when you start talking about hormone blockers for children when you start talking about surgery of any kind for children when you start to say things when you kind of have this mentality of my child is going to pick their gender if you think that your child should pick their gender you should be sterilized and monitored okay there is something the fuck wrong with you children require adults for a reason. They require you to have supervision and guidance for a reason. Would you really? So now the, the sperm can just, you want to get leave it up to the sperm to make his own decisions. And, you know, you don't have to go down the right path. You can go down the other path. You can go this. Like, come on, man. What are we saying here? It's just ridiculous. Nobody would do this. I, uh, it's. I can't believe I was about to say, as a Jewish person, but guess what? As a Jewish as, sperm? As a Jewish person, sperm, um, I have always been quite happy with my circumcised penis. And I've actually been weirded the fuck out on the rare occasions that I was in a shower with, uh, with a person with an uncircumcised penis. And I'm talking about, like, after freaking wrestling practice jesus i couldn't sound more gay but here here we go anyway it used to weird me out seeing those fucking things um, Snuffleupagus. and I, I never never once occurred to me to regret it because a i didn't have any choice in it and it never occurred to me to hold it against my parents for what was essentially mutilating my genitalia um 
And to this day, despite being non-religious and despite understanding that if there were any health benefits to circumcision back then, there aren't any now. You don't have to do it. That, that whole thing, is, it's, it's not true anymore. Um, and uh, there's plenty, plenty of science, real science to back that up. So I'm in a position now where I'm arguing, like, my shit's already done. I hope so. Right? <laughs> and even if there was an option to go in and get it put back, that, that's, uh, that, that's a movie I don't want to see. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting is, and, and this is, has to be the nature of the discourse, is assuming that we're going to solve these things generationally is, is very hubristic. It's like, no, these, some of these conversations are going to go on for hundreds of years. Uh, I'm, I used to have a stance on circumcision, and now it's changing. I'm not going to tell you that it's changed, but I'm in the process of looking at it in a different way. So, so, but in some ways, though, I think the conversation is shifting. In in first, it it was a shift towards more openness, but now I think that the openness has gaped to the point. Gaped where everything is spilling out and it's not good for anyone. And that has to do with the allowing anything goes. I think that we're now experiencing a time where there is some pushback. There is, there are, you know, I just, I, I forget um, the, uh, the female swimmer who just came Leah out Thomas. and Leah Thomas, but some, a, a woman just came out that said that, that she swam against Leah Thomas. And she's been doing the podcast rounds and she's now saying like, you know, she's not sitting there doing the clap and wave anymore. She's angry. She's upset. No, I've that, seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So we're starting to see, but that on a wider level now where, you know, we just saw an issue with this Hershey thing that yeah. came out with the candy bar in Can Was it Canada? That Hershey, it was somewhere, it was not in the United States, but yeah, it was somewhere it was in close. The United States. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, that shit's real. Okay. I, no, I know it's real, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, the, wherever it's, it's from, the fact that you had a, a male who is the spokesperson for a female-led campaign doesn't somehow to say that that is pushing women out of the spaces that women belong yeah. is somehow now bigoted. To uh, say that you're, you're actually celebrating a level of misogyny that 40 years ago would have gotten you run out of town on a rail, right? Like, like no, and this is the problem with moral relativism. It, when I when I say moral relativism, I mean what I'm saying is do whatever the fuck you want. Now that's easily mistaken for libertarianism. No, libertarianism has a social contract. Okay. Moral relativism does not. Mm. All right? So the, the whole concept... When people talk about how the, the modern left and the, or the Wokies or the, the, the he-she chocolate nuts, um, <laughs> did they have a tendency to be hypocritical or, or have double standards? They're perfectly aware of that. <laughs> right. They're, it, it's not like they're stupid. They know. They know. This is a grab for power, and so far it's very effective for them to just be like, oh, you don't like it? You're obviously a fucking racist, so go, go bugger off or we're going to ruin your fucking life. Right, you're like, a racist and a bigot. But yeah. that's, like I said, though, there's a pushback now that's occurring. It's, it's starting. The, the, the dam is, is, is showing some cracks. The danger 
is that the pushback is going to be as excessive as what caused the pushback. Not if you have not if you have the politics change because now we see that the Republicans are about to grab another gem in the infinity gauntlet. They're about to get the presidency because unless the Democrats come out and get um, Michelle Obama to run, as my Aunt Judy would say, it's over. Yeah, uh, and but but again, the, we were talking about this on the phone. Whether it be a Republican or a Democrat, whoever inherits the post-Biden era in 2024, because remember, we're only halfway through Biden's uh, Biden's regime. Jesus. All right? If you, if you look at what's happened in the last two years, and then you extrapolate that to the next two years, um, whoever inherits the shit show that's going to be there in 2024, it doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump on crystal meth at his best. It doesn't matter if it's Tulsi Gabbard and and Ron DeSantis doing the hula down, you know, down the parkway. We're in a really, really weird situation. I don't mean to, like, get too exaggerative, but Chandler, you and I have been alive for a long time, and we've paid, paid at least nominal um, attention to what's been going on around us. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Not even close, to be honest with you. Politically precarious, to say the least. I've heard from people like 10, 15 years older than us that the the height of the Vietnam era was somewhat similar, where people were so demoralized and really just didn't know who to trust. Right. Like, everything, everything that, every piece of information that was coming out was just like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, that's propaganda, that's this. And um, it's understandable. But it's also it also creates this miasma of like low grade anxiety and mental illness, mm-hmm. where it's just like with the with the train crash up in Ohio. Who it's entirely possible that the government is doing everything they possibly can, but because of the lack of trust at this point and an earned distrust, people are freaking. It, it's possible that it's going about as well as it could, but because of the complete erosion. Of, of the trust in the media and the government it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole different thing but yeah but some, some things to me you know that are just you could point to the tactile realities of things like Pete Buttigieg waiting a long time before he even went there it, you, you get those it's just like Flint, Michigan where you get those Erin Brockovich kind of moments like would you like a glass of water? If we're talking about the sheer brazenness, uh, what I was talking about, they don't care about the double standard. They don't care about the hypocrisy. Booty Judge will say, on Tuesday, Trump Did you showed... Just call him Booty Judge? Yeah. <laughs> Booty Judge will say, on Tuesday... I think that's not an original for me. I give that to Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, 666. Oh. But Booty Judge will say, on Tuesday, Trump is there for a photo op. I'll be there tomorrow. Right. Like, he'll say that with a straight face. So, Trump's there on a photo op on Tuesday. Why are you going to be there on Wednesday for? Are you gonna Are you gonna pull out your fairy wand and? Oh, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, but hey, if the wand fits, the, oh, <laughs> be all week, folks. Two drink minimum. Shit, John and Chad. I don't think I can beat that. <laughs> well, anyway, that's a probably a good place to end um is there, unless there's anything else you want to anything else kind of sticking in your craw anything else made you anything just bo derrick 
I'm probably going to have a very Bo Derek weekend. So we're going to end on Bo Derek's tits. There are worse places to end on. All right. So on that note, guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for um, indulging us and listening to us. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you laughed. Um, anything you want to say, Mr. Jean? Have a lovely evening and, um, and, and a good week. All right. See y'all same bat time, same bat channel. Talk to you later. Do you understand or no? Peace. Hey, yo. Welcome to the Hyper Hyper Show.